Welcome back to episode 29 of the Student Pilot Cast. It's all about the people. This is my first coverage of EAA Air Venture in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Student Pilot Cast, episode 29. I'm here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for EAA AirVenture 2009. And you've always heard everybody say that while Oshkosh is a great place to see airplanes, new and old, um, see big airplanes, small airplanes, and lots of airplane stuff, everybody always says that the best thing about Oshkosh is the people. And I have to agree. Whether it's making new friends, reuniting with old friends, it is the best part about AirVenture. And I had a chance this time to make a couple of new friends. John and Christine are listeners of various podcasts. They're friends of Rod Rakick of MyTransponder.com. And I had a chance to catch up with them around the campsite and have John tell a quick story about how he got back into flying. Go ahead and have a listen. We're here with John Halbrook. Christine Halbrook. And we're about to hear why John got back into uh, flying after an eight-year hiatus. Eight years off. And he got back into it by doing a BFR with Tony Condon. So let, let's hear the story. Yeah, this is kind of a, kind of a fun deal. Uh, I started flying when I was in college and uh, had a great flight instructor, had a great airplane, uh, access to a lot of fun stuff, and had a few missteps along the way and ended up getting out of flying. And it, as with many things, it fades away and fades out. And uh, you sort of lose interest and things pass you by. Uh, I met my now wife, Christine, and her father, who has a beautiful bonanza uh, with a G1000 cockpit and the whole nine yards, and uh, he made the mistake of taking me flying one day. And I sat in the right seat and stumbled and fumbled my way uh, through the checklists, and uh, the spark was was there glowing a little bit brighter, and so we... uh, uh, he inspires me to, to get back into it, but it's it's been tough to, to get back into it. We, uh, you know, we always wonder why there aren't more aviators, why there aren't more pilots, and uh, it's really been a challenge. I uh, I got onto my transponder with Rod and uh, some of those folks, and got to know some of the social media folks who were out there, and really tried to get back into flying. I went to a local, f- and Rod loves telling this story. Uh, he tells it when he's talking about my transponder. I had uh, gone to a local FBO and uh, and. Uh, hooked up with a a flight instructor and he only wanted to fly Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and that didn't work in my schedule so he turfed me off to another instructor who was a nice kid but he was building hours to go go for the airlines and uh, we set up a flight and we got everything lined up and the day of the flight he calls me and he said, cancels because he's got a charter come up and yeah I understand he's trying to build his time and when you when you get multi-time come across your table you got to take it and in the background there was Tony Condon sitting there the whole time on my transponder saying hey you know come fly with me I'll get you current come fly with me I'll take care of you and I you know I was back at Ames and it was a little further away and I just didn't want to do it and uh, finally I broke down and hooked up with Tony and uh, Tony and I have really become become pretty good friends over the last few months and uh, he got me back in the 172s and got me up and we did a bunch of landings and uh, finally signed my BFR and uh, 
it was kind of like a first solo all over again and uh, did a few hops around the patch and uh, really uh, got that spark going and got flying again. So uh, that was last November, and uh, since then I've gotten about 30 hours of flight time in this year, so pretty excited. Fantastic. So what I want to know is, has your father-in-law handed you the keys to the uh, beach yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet, and I haven't asked. Uh, I'm, uh, I turned around and joined a local flying club, and I'm uh, getting some stick time in the Mooney J models. So I'm getting uh, getting some high-performance time and some complex time under my belt. And that's, that's in a club? Yeah, yeah. The Des Moines Flying Club uh, has five aircraft. we got two Moonies, two Archers, and a Cherokee 140. I can't believe there's any clubs with Moonies anymore. They're hard to insure in a club. Uh, that's what people keep telling me, but uh, the club loves it. They think they're great aircraft, and there haven't been any problem that uh, that we've had in the last few years. So, cool. All right, working your way up to the Bonanza. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. By the way, this is uh, uh, David. A minute ago, you said that it was a challenge and there was a lot of hurdles to overcome. What were the biggest challenges other than just time was it you know what i'm not gonna answer the question for you but was it time was it money what, what were the things that made it hard you know i'm lucky because my wife supports me and lets me spend uh, uh goofy sums of money on instructor time and flying time so uh i've been lucky in that regard the biggest challenge for us has been getting in the door you know meeting an instructor working out a schedule with an instructor um getting that community you know established where you somebody you can trust somebody you can work with and somebody you can learn from uh, can be kind of challenging all right christine um how do you like flying did you grow up flying because of your dad mm -hmm. yeah my grandpa was a private pilot as well and flew a older bonanza i think it was late 70s but uh year bonanza and so i flew with my grandpa and my dad and have always enjoyed general aviation, small aircraft, and the ability to go wherever you want. So what I want to know then, um, the thing that's that's um, perplexing me is how you escaped the disease. Oh, no, no, I definitely, uh, <laughs> I am definitely, it's on my radar to get my private pilots. I just graduated law school and just passed the bar about a year ago. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So that was uh, definitely a huge time commitment, but now that that's over and done with, I've definitely got on the horizon yeah john gave me for my birthday present um a, a session with his private pilot or his uh, instructor that he's using now so i'm looking forward to cashing that in so th now that leads me to what may be the final question we'll see when you do get your private how are you guys going to determine who gets the stick time um probably thumb war i would imagine <laughs> don't you think that's why they're safety pilots. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Well, as you can see, it is all about the people. I hope you enjoyed this little glimpse into the hangar flying that goes, goes on at the campsites around Oshkosh. So thanks again for listening to Student Pilot Cast episode 29. And I hope if you're not here this year that you'll be able to make it next year. Until then, let's get out there and fly.
The music for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot Cast using iTunes, Zune, or any other podcast aggregator at www.studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and me alone in the situation that we were in at the time. Please do not try to apply anything you see or hear in this episode or any other episode to your own flying. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.